What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, friends and family, and maybe some new listeners to our podcast as we have been walking slowly through Judges? Um, after we have just walked through Joshua, we kind of get this glimpse of where really the nation of Israel ended up, and it's not pretty, and there's a lot of bumps in the road for sure. But today we're going to continue reading about this journey that the nation of Israel has been on, and we're going to be in Judges chapter 20, and we're going to begin in verse number 18, and we're going to go through verse number 48. I know that's a lot of verses, and so we'll pause after a good little chunk and kind of talk about it a little bit, and I'll try to explain what's going on and kind of give us some next steps. But I hope that what we read today will inspire you, will encourage you to live more like Christ as you encounter all of your divine appointments today. And so let's begin in verse number 18 of Judges chapter 20. Let me give you a little background of what's going on. The nation of Israel and the nation of Benjamin are about to go to war. There have been some evil men among the tribe of the Benjamites, and the Israelites want to do battle with them. They want the Benjamites to let go of these people um, so that they won't be forced to go to war with the Benjamites because the Benjamites, in essence, are a part of the nation of Israel. And if the Benjamites don't listen, then in essence, the nation of Israel is going to be in the midst of a civil war, which let's just say, let's just be honest, for the people of God to be in a civil war does not reflect well on their king. And so let's dive in. Here we go. Judges chapter 18, and we are going to begin, Judges chapter 20, and we're going to begin in verse number 18. So here we go. They set out went to Bethel. This is referring to um, the Israelites. They went to Bethel and inquired of God. The Israelites asked, who is to go first to fight for us against the Benjamites? And the Lord answered, Judah will be first. In the morning, the Israelites set out and camped near Geba. The men of Israel went out to fight against Benjamin and took their battle positions against Gibeah. The Benjamites came out of Gibeah and slaughtered 22,000 men of Israel on the field that day. But the Israelites trooped, rallied, and again took their battle positions in the same place where they positioned themselves on the first day. They went up, wept before the Lord until evening, and inquired of him, Should we again attack our brothers, the Benjamites? And the Lord answered, Fight against them. On the second day, the Israelites advanced against the Benjamites. That same day, the Benjamites came out from Gibeah to meet them and slaughtered an additional 18,000 Israelites on the field. All were armed. The whole Israelite army went to Bethel where they wept and sat before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. Then the Israelites inquired of the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was there, and Phineas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, was serving before it. The Israelites asked, should we again fight? <laughs> should we again fight against our brothers, the Benjamites, for, or should we stop? The Lord answered, fight, because I will hand them over to you tomorrow. So Israel set up an ambush around Gibeah. 
On the third day, the Israelites fought against the Benjamites and took their battle positions against Gibeah as before. Then the Benjamites came out against the troops and were drawn away from the city. They began to attack the troops as before, killing about 30 men of Israel on the highways, one of which goes up to Bethel and the other to Gibeah through the open country. The Benjamites said, we are defeating them as before. But the Israelites Israelites said, let's flee and draw them away from the city to the highways. So all the men of Israel got up from their places and took their battle positions at Baal Tamar, while the Israelites in ambush charged out of their places west of Geba. Then 10,000 fit young men from Israel made a frontal assault against Gibeah, and the battle was fierce. But the Benjamites did not know that disaster was about to strike them. The Lord defeated Benjamin in the presence of Israel. And on that day, the Israelites slaughtered 25,100 men of Benjamin. All were armed. Then the Benjamites realized that they had been defeated. The men of Israel had retreated before Benjamin because they were confident in the ambush they had set against Gibeah. The men in ambush had rushed quickly against Gibeah. They advanced to put the whole city to the sword. The men of Israel had a prearranged signal with the men in ambush. When they sent up a great cloud of smoke from the city, the men of Israel were returned to the battle. When Benjamin had begun to strike them down, killing about 30 men of Israel, they said, they're defeated before us just as they were in the first battle. But when the column of smoke began to go up from the city, Benjamin looked behind them and the whole city was going up in smoke. Then the men of Israel returned and the men of Benjamin were terrified when they realized that disaster had struck them. They retreated before the men of Israel toward the wilderness, but the battle overtook them and those who came out of the city slaughtered those between them. They surrounded the Benjamites, pursued them and easily overtook them near Gibeah towards the east. There were 18,000 men who died from Benjamin. All were warriors. The Benjamin turned and fled toward the the Benjamin turned and fled towards the wilderness to Remian Rock, and Israel killed 5,000 men on the highways. They overtook them at Gidim and struck 2,000 more dead. All the Benjamites who died that day were 25,000 armed men. All were warriors. But 600 men escaped into the wilderness to Remian Rock and stayed there four months. The men of Israel turned back against the other Benjamites and killed them with their swords. The entire city the animals, and everything that remained, they also burned all the cities that remained. Wow, what a crazy, crazy, crazy story. It's crazy to think. So here we have the nation of Israel. They don't want to attack their people. They don't want to attack the Benjamites, but there has been evil done against them from some evil man in the midst of the Benjamite camp, in the midst of the Benjamite people. And the Benjamites, instead of surrendering those evil men, they protected them. And then a civil war ensued. And we see one attack, two attacks, three attacks. And then finally, Israel is able to overcome the Benjamites. And then there is havoc. There is chaos. The Benjamites experience an amazingly great loss. And as you survey the story and you look at it, you go, man, this is crazy. This is violent. This is all kinds of things. But I want you to think about something. Earlier on in the beginning, I mentioned that 
among the Benjamites were evil men who were living amongst them, whom the Israelites asked for them to surrender because they did not want to go to war and to battle with their very own people. But the Benjamites refused to surrender what they were holding on to. I want you to think about, about this for us and where we sit. What are you holding on to that the Lord has asked you to surrender? What is it that you keep going back to that you are protecting, that you are keeping a hold of, that the Lord and his patience and his kindness has asked you to surrender it? Time and time again, but yet either you come up with a defense of, well, I don't have to give this up because it's not that bad or it's not that wrong or you fill in the blank. But yet the Lord is continuing to ask you to surrender it, but yet you are unwilling to surrender it. I know in my life there has been plenty of things in my life that have been less than that I have held on to. And here's the other thing I'm learning. Not only do you miss out, but you cannot take full hold of all that God has in store for you while holding on to your good when the king is offering you best. You can't take hold of best if you're holding on to your good. And even if it's not good, of your less than. So you have to surrender. And here's the other very sobering news. If you refuse to surrender, then you will continue to get what you've always gotten. If you refuse to surrender, then that that you're holding on to will lead you to a place that you never wanted to go and never desired to go. And that's not the invitation from the king. And as I look at the Benjamites lying in shambles, I think about all the times where I have hold on to my less than when God was offering me more than and how it leads to my life being in shambles and it not ending up the way that I thought it should go. And so for you today... As you sit, as you listen, as you navigate this text and you go, man, that's crazy. How does this really play out in your own life? We see how it played out for the Benjamites, but I wonder how is it playing out in your life? And what step do you need to take that's different than the step you've taken before so that you can fully surrender and take hold of what God has for you? What is it that thing you're holding on so tightly to that you're trying to protect, that you're unwilling to surrender? that is really costing you more than really it's worth to pay. And so I pray today that you will be able to surrender it. I pray today that you know that you have a good father who wants what is best for you and that he is trustworthy. And so today I pray that you will walk in his ways, take hold of his hand, surrender what is behind and what is less than and take hold of what he is offering you today. And I hope you will join us back here tomorrow as we continue on this journey, as we almost are finished with this journey through Judges, and then we begin our journey, really, for Holy Week. But anyways, know that you have a king who goes before you. Know you have a king who has your back. And know that you have a king who is always with you. You guys be blessed, and we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.